Howdy, folks, and welcome to Savory Avery, episode 23. It's March 25th, 2022, 4.06 p.m., a Friday. Another beautiful day. Yeah, I realized that last episode, I forgot to name my music that I've been listening to throughout the week that I've been into that I put onto my playlist. And I realized that it's probably easier if there's just a link of the playlist in the description. So if I can do that, it will be there now. And if it's not, then I will snip this part out. So yeah, go click it, check it out. So yeah, let me name a few of the artists that I've been really into that's been getting me through the week. You can probably tell that I'm not 100% yet. Sucks. I don't know. I probably haven't been resting enough. Probably my fault. It's hard to rest. All right. So first thing I want to shout out. I've been listening to a lot of Adiodat Warfield. Adiodat Warfield is a very um, unique style of music. He has tons of EPs and albums, like lots of music that he's put out throughout the years. And uh, I got into him in high school and uh, somehow stumbled upon this artist and got into it. And then later realized that uh, he's actually not pro, but like basically pro, like a fucking really good skater. And he's in he's in like pyramid country videos and he hangs out with those guys and and he's like super legit. And yeah, his real name is Ryan K. Sublet. And if you search that up, then you'll be able to find his skate footage. And it's fucking sick. And then, if you're a skater, you'll want to listen to his music and you'll probably dig it. Um, it's very alternative. A lot of uh, a lot of the songs are just like instrumental, very spacey, maybe like just weird or like psychedelic or trippy type of uh, tracks. And he does vocal. He, he like makes all of his own music. It's all electronic. I've been listening a lot to the the Goop or Software Blonde album. Super good. I don't know. It's like on Spotify. It says the album says Goop. And then in uh, parentheses, it says Software Blonde. So I'm not sure what to take from that. But my two favorite songs from the album are Anytime and Spiritual Suede. And those are by far his two best tracks. They're fucking amazing. I've already used them in skate edits though, so back off. No, I just can. You can use them too. I don't care. Use them as many times as you want. Use it better. I probably didn't. I probably didn't even do the song justice. You know, maybe maybe I'll use it again. But yeah, those are two fire tracks. Anytime and spiritual suede from the Goop or Software Blonde album of Adiodat Warfield probably mention more of his albums later on but i just wanted to focus on that one in particular another one that i've been listening to a lot is by voltaire v-o-l-t-a-i-r and the song is called ghoul g-h-o-o-l from the stoned date album that song is their most listened to song um like on their spotify account has like i don't know i think like six hundred thousand plays um, but they have like a few albums and they're all really good. Um, 
but in this case, their most popular song is also my, my, my most favorite one. But, but yeah, they, they have lots of other good stuff. Um, another one I wanted to mention is the song called Every Time by... Um, I don't know how to pronounce the artist's name because it's in a different alphabet. I honestly don't know which alphabet it is, but it's not the one that I know. Um, but it'll be in the playlist, so you can just check it out. The, the, the cover art is like a white background, and it kind of looks like a cell maybe. It's like a black-looking weird... Like it, it, look, it, look, it looks like a microscope view of something. But anyway... It's uh, my favorite song is Every Time. Next, uh, from Vansire, which is a, a artist that I've been listening to since high school. I've used lots of their music for skate edits. Um, really good. They have lots of music. They're 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 quite popular now. You know, for good reason. But um, a few songs that I wanted that are my favorites are a single called Kind of a Nice Time. And that's brand new. That just came out. It came out like a couple of weeks ago. I've been listening to it nonstop. Kind of a nice time. Really good. And then in their album, Angel Youth, I really like uh, Halcyon Age or Halcyon Age. It's probably Halcyon. H-A-L-C-Y-O-N. I think that Halcyon Age is probably their most listened to song uh, out of all their music on Spotify at least. And yeah, that one's really, really good. And then another one is Central Time from the After Fillmore County album. They're pretty consistent though. If if you like if you like those three songs, then you'll like all of their songs. Like they're all quite similar, but yeah, really good. And then uh, the last one is from the group Strong Arm Steady uh, from the album In Search of Stony Jackson. The song is chitlins and pepsi there's like three different um verses with three different guys it's pretty sick i don't know what a chitlin is it's the intestine of hogs especially when prepared prepared as food those are chitterlings okay what's a chitlin Ooh, chitlins is fried fat Slang for crappy poor people food. Okay, well, that sounds good. Fried fat, I go for that shit. I'm okay with eating straight fat. Sounds awesome. Like, I'm not even not even joking at all. Yeah, Chitlins and Pepsi. That is such a dope song from that album. I think now it's time to just jump right into my top 10 list. I think that it might take me a while. All right, here we go. Here goes nothing. Top 10 favorite video games. These are the 10 video games from my memory that I can recall playing the most throughout my life. And of course, it having the biggest impact on me because I can still remember it, of course. All right, number 10, Pajama Sam, specifically the Life is Rough When You Lose Your Stuff edition. Now, Pajama Sam, Pajama Sam was being released in between 1996 to 2003. There were seven different games. 
The first one was No Need to Hide When It's Dark Outside. I never played that one. Thunder and Lightning Aren't So Frightening. I remember that one. You Are What You Eat From Your Head to Your Feet. Life is Rough When You Lose Your Stuff. I also remember the one that I played the second most was You Are What You Eat From Your Head to Your Feet. I remember, you know, the whole deal with the cookies and all of the characters inside of his little wonderland that he gets sucked into uh, from being inside that closet uh, are all different types of food. And there's like, uh, I think there's like a library and a museum and a mining place with jelly beans. And that one was awesome. Honestly, maybe that one is my favorite. You are what you eat from your head to your feet. Because I remember that one way more than life is rough when you lose your stuff. But uh, both of those I played a lot. I'm pretty sure that you got them from cereal boxes. It's designed for little kids, like a six-year-old. And I probably played it from when I was like five to like seven or eight. Probably not very long. And then at one point in high school, I like played it, you know, you know, look as a joke (laughs) for nostalgia. It was so easy though. I actually like didn't even get close to beating it still. I don't even know if I could now. It seemed like as a kid, I like didn't even understand what was happening. It was so complicated. I would just like spend all my time in this river with like different condiments and I would always like talk to the horseradish. I don't know. I like, like I, I didn't really like even understand how games worked. I think as a kid, I would just like, I would just roam around and see what was going on. I think the age group was right, but mentally I wasn't, my age wasn't there. I think. <laughs> yeah. But super fun game. Uh, it's just for PCs, right? It's just a CD disc. And Pajama Sam is like blue and it looks super cool. I should probably dress up as Pajama Sam for Halloween. That's probably like the best idea I've ever had just right now. Thinking off the top of my head. All right, number nine, Tetris. A classic. Everyone's played Tetris. You know what it is. Maybe some people didn't know what Pajama Sam was, but Tetris, come on. I played it the most on the Game Boy Advanced. Had this orange and green one. I remember uh, playing it on car rides. Everyone in the in the van would take a turn, and then when they died, they'd pass it along. That was really fun. And then I also played it on my iPhone in college. I'd have really long bus rides to and from school. So to kill time, I would actually download apps on my phone. I don't really like play games on my phone anymore, but I used to I used to be into that. And I played Tetris a lot. And I got pretty good at it. I remember at a certain point I was able to get like two million. A score of 2 million starting from like zero. Like starting from like the slowest speed and then moving up. And one trick that I've noticed from playing that game is the attempts that where I got the furthest were the ones that I wasn't looking at the score and I was calm. I was like somehow zenned out and not freaking out. Like that is literally what messes you up. Like the best thing you can focus on is like keeping your cool and not even looking at the score the entire time, just trying to like keep and keep focused and to just relax. It's weird. Like it feels like it won't help. And then like it does, but yeah, Tetris is a great one. I got like a Tetris 99 on my switch. I like downloaded it, 
but I haven't played it yet. I've had it on. I downloaded it like right when I first got my Switch a while ago. I haven't even played it, but I've heard, the reason I downloaded it was because I heard about it because I didn't know what Tetris 99 was, but I think it's, from what I remember, uh, like a live game and there you're playing at the same time with 99 other people and it like shows you when like how many people are left and you try to see who can last the longest which is seriously so cool i'm so into that like what but that means that they need at least 100 people playing at the same time even to have one game going so i don't know but they i'm sure they have lots more than that number eight Mario Kart. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. I put Mario Kart 8 as my favorite, which is the newest one that's on the Switch. Uh, I used to play Mario Kart 6 a lot. I got really good at Mario Kart 6. Uh, I was able to get like gold on all of the maps on 150cc and then I, and then I eventually stopped playing, but for a while I was trying to complete them to get like three stars. You know, I wasn't able to get three, like I wasn't able to get gold and three stars on all of the trophies, but that one I got really good at. And I also would play it on the N64. I can't remember which one it was, but, but yeah, I think Mario Kart 8 is my, is my favorite. Uh, and there's a dozen trophies, I believe, and there's four maps in each trophy so that would make 48 maps which is a decent amount but when i got the game i was expecting maybe a little bit more i don't know i don't know yeah mario kart 8 is pretty fun it, but you know it's it's one of those games where like after a certain point, it's not really something that you like play by yourself. Like, there's lots of other better story mode games out there. Like Mario Kart, kind of just becomes this game that you only play when like someone asks you or when you have people over, and it's great for that. And that's all right. I mean, you don't play it like compulsively, or like I feel like most people don't. Um, which is good because it kind of lasts a while, right? You don't really get bored of it. And there's also kind of no end. It's just kind of like fun to play. At least it is for me. And me and my girlfriend played Mario Kart maybe about a week ago. and Or somewhere around there. And literally, like on that same day, a new extension pack got released. And we couldn't believe it. And there was an extra 12 trophies Double the maps, 96. The color scheme is so pretty on the new trophies and everything. And we got so excited. We were like, no way. Like, because it's good, but like, you know, it gets old, 48 maps. Like you play them like pretty quick. It's not that many. Like how long does it take to do a round on, on Mario Kart? Like one map. I mean, it depends on the map, but like on average, probably about like a minute 30 to two minutes to like play a game maybe like three minutes to get through like all of this stuff that happens before and after so it doesn't take that much game time to like get through all of them a few times but the one thing with mario kart 8 is that it's the most difficult one that i've ever played i am unable to get gold on every trophy 
because there's 200 cc now instead of 150 cc and it is way faster like that small difference makes it feel like it's twice as fast i don't know maybe it is like it is fucking so difficult i can't even <laughs> i mean it's embarrassing because i've played it quite a bit and i can't even get gold on every trophy with the assist the steering assist on and you know given maybe if i had taken it off from the start i would be better you know, and I'd be used to it, but unfortunately, I've just been using steering assist because I'm a little bitch, and I still suck at the game. So, so anyway, we buy this extension pack. It's like thirty bucks, but twelve new maps. We were hoping maybe there'd be new characters or something, but there wasn't. And then we're super excited. We play the first trophy. It is so fucking cool. I don't know what else to say. And then we play the second trophy, and that's amazing. And then we go for the third, and we realize that only two of them are released so far. So we paid for access to all of them, but all of them won't be released until the end of 2023. And there's going to be eight releases. So they're going to release, or sorry, there's going to be six releases. They're going to release two trophies each time. So they already did the first one for the first two. And then in a few months, we'll get two more trophies, which is honestly okay. I'm fine with that. You know, it was definitely disappointing because we thought we'd get all of them. Like, did I, I don't, maybe it was in there, but I don't remember reading like them saying that like before we bought it in like the description. But anyway, the two maps that they've released so far are amazing. And Mario Kart is just a classic. There's so many different Mario games out there that I've played. You know, I've played... Uh, like Mario Baseball, Mario Golf, Mario Tennis. I played Mario Tennis a lot. That one is really good as well on the GameCube. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, and then there's like Paper Mario and Mario Super Galaxy. There's like, I don't even know. There's There's so many. But I feel like Mario Kart is just like the most popular one overall. You know, everyone loves Mario Kart. And then, so that's number eight. And now number seven, we have Mario Party. Yes, I like Mario Party more than Mario Kart. It was hard. It's close, but I chose Mario Party. Just because I feel like there's more to do. Like, I like the mini games. I don't know. It's just different. I, and, I, and I've always enjoyed it more. Uh, I put my favorite one as Mario Party 10, which is on the Switch. But, like, I used to play Mario Party 3 or 4. I can't remember. Uh, on the on the GameCube as a kid I used to I don't remember which number it was but they had the wispy woods and I would always play at the wispy woods and uh, They have the wispy woods in Mario Party Superstar or Mario Party 10 same thing, which is what I'm playing now and Yeah, they didn't they didn't have too many maps and They have barely any characters which was like that was like really disappointing to me. The the lack. Of, I was okay with only four maps or five maps. How many? However many there are, but the fact that there wasn't uh, a lot of characters was very disappointing. And you don't un they, you can't unlock any new ones. There's they they don't have that feature in the game. Yeah, lately I've been obsessed with uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the it's the Mario Party mini game where you have a hammer and you're in the desert. And there are those orange spiky things that stand up vertically and they're like balls that are all attached and they're like stacked on top of each other and they like wave around and you have a hammer and you need to mash A as fast as you can 
um, to just like hit them. Like you're at the bottom of the plants and you just like hit them one, one circle at a time and they bounce out and then you just try to see how quickly you can clear it. And, and like I ended up getting like a pretty high score and then I was like, okay, let's see, let's see how good I can do. And I think I got like 4.3 seconds one time, which is like pretty close to the record. I think the record is like three point something seconds. So I was all obsessed with like trying to get the world record, but then eventually gave up and like my arm was super sore for like a week. I played the game like a hundred times in a row, just like mashing as hard as my, I could. Like my arm is like fully like tensed up and flexed. I like couldn't bend it for a while after that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Mario Party. Number six. Oh, wait, there's one more thing I want to say. Uh, I remember being a kid playing Mario Party and getting so mad. Like, ever since I was a kid, I had, like, rage. I had, like, rage inside of me, like, for just, like, competitiveness. And, like, that that has sort of weaned off over time. But but I used to be, like, really intense. And I remember getting so mad that I couldn't win first that I would, like, chew the cord to, like, because I was, like, mad at, like, the console or something. I didn't, like, understand, like, how it worked, right? I thought that it was, like, hated me or something. So I would, like, bite the cords. And my family would be like, why the f- Do we have mice? Why the fuck are all of our controller cords, like, bitten? And they're, like... In, wiring is exposed and it's because I'd bite and then one day I got so mad I can't believe I did this T- to this day I'm like shameful I like took the Mario Party game out of the GameCube and like literally like I don't know what I was thinking I like bit it I bit down on it like as hard as I could hoping that I would like shatter it or something which would have been horrible and I put all of my force trying to break it and nothing happened. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then I walked over to this weird, like small, not miniature, but small sized shitty pool table that we had. And the legs that hold it up were like these hollow circles, hollow uh, pipes kind of. And it fit the disc perfectly. And I just fucking shoved the disc inside of the leg. And then, like, after a week, someone was like, where's the game? Like, and everyone's like, where'd you put the game, Avery? And I'm like, I don't know. And then eventually they just let it go. And, like, I forgot about it. And that was the end of it. And I don't know. I don't know if they ever found it or not. I can't remember that part. Number six, Rock Band. Oh, man. Rock Band is a real special one. I played that when I was probably, I don't know, if I had to guess, like probably like 9 to like 12 or something like that. And I was on the drums. That was my that was my thing. One of my older brothers was on the guitar. And then it was mainly just me and my one brother. I'd be on the drums, he'd be on the guitar. And then every once in a while, my sister would chime in and do the vocals, but that was rare. Ella. Hello. And I remember me and my brother taking it really seriously. We would like me and my brother would take everything seriously, like whether it was like playing basketball or playing rock band or like throwing a frisbee. Like we would always be out there. He would always like keep me out there extra long and be like, no, like we just got to get like 10 more free throws or like we just got to like catch it like a hundred more times or like something like that. And being like, what? And like not understanding, but just doing it. 
And like, I don't even know if why, I don't even know if he knew why, like he was just pushing. Maybe that's just like what he knew, but um, yeah, we, we always went hard. And even with rock band, like we would get like frustrated at each other, you know, like, oh, cause like if one person fucks up, then like you both fail the song and we got, we got really good. Um, my, my brother played the guitar, so it obviously made sense for him, uh, to want to play it in rock band. And then I always naturally gravitated towards the drums. I remember asking my parents for a drum set compulsively as a child never getting it though just because of the hassle and they don't have the space and you know obviously the noise fucking craziness and then they got me a rock band and that was cool but yeah i remember getting really good being able to play like the hardest songs on expert and stuff and my dad would like film be like damn like so i have like good tempo and if I if I play the drums like I, I I have like certain rhythms down because you know like I, I I have that muscle memory of like the foot pedal and like my hands and and uh, even though rock band is like quite far removed from from playing the actual drums ju- just purely the rhythm which is kind of like I feel like the hardest part is like still translatable I think and yeah rock band was just so much fun i remember i remember wearing out the foot pedal like just playing i i would i would uh have my foot on the foot pedal where uh my heel would be like pointed like up like i'd be pulling my heel up and my toes and uh the ball of my foot would only be on the pedal and i would like press down and like at some songs you'd have to like do the foot pedal like really fast and i'd be pressing down like really hard and eventually it just broke and I remember my dad like somehow fixed it and he like actually did a good job of fixing it and it lasted a lot longer. And then like over time, uh, the sensors on the drums would get like, were like, I don't know what the problem was, but they just wouldn't sense. You have to like smash as hard as you could in order for it, it to register. And even now, I, I, I love the idea of playing rock band. I think it'd be fun to get, but... It would just be cooler to get actual drums at this point. Like, why the fuck would I play rock band? Okay, number five, skate three. I mean, come on. If you skate, skate three is in your top ten list. And if you don't skate, it still probably is in your top ten list. I mean, it's like, it's an amazing game, you know? It's made by EA I was never into Tony Hawk Pro Skater very much. I had played it a little bit. What I played more, which I don't have on this list, what I played more than Tony Hawk Pro Skater was uh, this BMX, this BMX game. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was uh, this one, Dave Mir Freestyle BMX Two. Yeah, it was on the PlayStation, I think. And I remember playing that a lot. And that was a really fun game. Like as a kid, before I even like did any BMX or really did any skating at all, I'd play that a lot. But then Skate 3, you know, I mean, I have done all of the challenges, even the Hall of Meat challenge where you need to get like a million points or something and do like fucking 50 million things in like two minutes. I think I've done that. And I haven't played it in a long time. I don't even have it anymore, you know, because... The PlayStation is at my parents' house, and it wasn't working, but, like, I think I could fix it. It just wasn't turning on, so, like, it's probably, like, an easy fix. 
So I don't know. I might grab it from them and like set it up because that would be great to be able to play some Skate 3 again. Also, we have like 50 PlayStation games, like lots of good ones. We have like all the Uncharted's. We have like five Call of Duties. We have like all this stuff. So yeah, that would be a good idea. I should probably do that. Um, but yeah, Skate 3 is really good. You know, I'm a Skate 3 guy. I'm sure that I'm sure that honestly there are more people out there that prefer Skate 2 that, that over Skate 3. Um, I don't I don't know what it is. Like I, I like Skate 2, I, but I never played it that much. Like 95% of the time or whatever, large majority of the time I played Skate 3. Skate 1, like no, fuck Skate 1. I mean, whatever. Like, you know, we we wouldn't have Skate 3 without Skate 1 and like God bless it and like sure play it, but like Skate 2 and Skate 3 are where it's at. But now that they finally officially announced Skate 4 or whatever, it's going to come out in, like, what, 10 years? I can't even remember how long it is. Like, that is going to be, like, actually, like, fucking insane. <laughs> and it's, like, so long overdue. Like, for as long as I can remember, people have been talking about Skate 4, you know? Like, I bet you EA was trying to, like, avoid it. Like, it's, it, like, it's literally, like... I knew that it was going to happen just because of all the talk. Like, it's inevitable. Like, Skate 4 just has to happen. And it's going to. And it's going to be so awesome. Um, okay, so that was number five, Skate 3. Number four. Oh, my gosh. Number four. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Ring of Fates. That's my most favorite one. I've played a few. Um, Final Fantasy has... I haven't played a lot of them, but I have a lot of respect for Final Fantasy, and I'm particular, particularly obsessed with the Ring of Fates. I've uh, I've played a few. Um, I've only played through a couple, and it tends to be like I only really tend to like the ones that are set in like an older time with like magic. I've never really enjoyed playing the futuristic Final Fantasies. Uh, with where like technology is insane and and stuff, uh, I'm more of a fan of the the old timey ones. The first exposure I ever had to it, which is probably why I gravitated to it so much uh, growing up, was my oldest brother used to play it on the N64 with his one friend. He had this one. I remember being really little, like I was probably like three or four, and I would go down, or maybe a bit older, but I was really young. I'd go down into the basement. Um, and just, and it would be completely dark and my brother, uh, they would play Final Fantasy and I don't think it was Ring of Fates, but, uh, it, it was like, it had the same characters and it was in the same timeline as the, as the, my favorite one that I named. And I remember just watching them for hours on end and I would just sit there and they would just go through and for some reason, like... I just found the graphics so captivating and the characters and just what was going on. I just couldn't take my eyes off it. I just thought it looked so magical and so like interesting. And also their soundtracks are fucking amazing. Final Fantasy, the soundtracks for Final Fantasy, like especially the older ones, they're so good. Oh my God. It, it, like Final Fantasy is not for like a little kid. Like it's if you want to like really understand the game and get through it properly, like you need to be good at video games, <laughs> sort of. And I used to play that on the DS, on the DS Lite. Yes, that was number four. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles: Ring of Fates. Number three, 
Pokemon Diamond. That's right. I would also play that on the DS. I was a Diamond boy. So was Ella. We had we we had Diamond and Pearl. We had both of them, but we just liked Diamond more. And now I've played Pokemon Yellow. On I played it on uh, Game Boy Advanced, and then I've you know played Pokemon Go. But I literally don't even consider that a Pokemon game. It's fucking. It, it was fun and it's a cool game, but it's not. It's not a Pokemon game. It's a fucking phone app. You know, it's different. I played Pokemon Diamond the most. Um, oh man, I don't know. I like. I probably out of all the games I played on my DS. Oh man, I played that one so much. Um, Ella would always get Roserades, and she'd always get the Roserade to level 100, you know, because when you start out, there's like three Pokemon that you can pick, and I think that Rosalia is one of them. And then I would typically either get like the two others, like the fire or the water one. But that was a really good game, and uh, something that I was obsessed with, like I had uh, this one friend who I'd hang out with, and we both played Pokemon Diamond, and we would go to this place called the Trading Center, and you could, like, connect to, a to like, an online network, and there would be, like, this big, like, ledger, or like, this list of trades that people have put up on the network, and they're, like, and then it, like, tells you the stipulations like they're willing to give this for that or they're okay with getting this for that and and I would like be on that trading center for like hours at a time looking at new trades and like trying to get good deals and like trying to find certain Pokemon and I was like obsessed with doing that and I did it so much I realized that like a couple of Pokemon that I was trying to evolve could only evolve like when you traded them like that was part of it super weird um, but yeah, I, I, that is a really good one. And when I was making this list, you know, I started thinking, oh, like Pokemon. I I made a top 10 list of my top 10 favorite 151 Pokemon out of the originals. And I was going to do that. But Ulla freaked out and was like, no, you have to wait till I'm on next to do it. Because she's literally been playing all of the... Pokemon's lately. She's like got an emulator and she's been like going through and like playing. She's I think she's on Fire Red right now and she's just been like playing all the different Pokemon's and like just like beating them and then moving on to the next. So badass. So she'll have like a lot to say. She'll probably yeah, so that'll be really cool. So yeah, but also it got me thinking and I went on that I went on the App Store on my Switch. And there's so many different Pokemon games. There's like a dozen to choose from, and some of them aren't like the, some of them aren't like this, like the regular typical Pokemon games, like the originals. But some of them do. They have Diamond, they have Pearl, they have like a few other newer ones too, and they're eighty bucks. But I'm definitely gonna fucking buy one of them soon because that sounds so badass playing Pokemon on the big screen. Like I would have freaked out as a kid if that was possible, and also. It's not like top view, like 2D. It's like 3D, crazy graphics. Looks fucking sick. So I'm probably going to invest in a Pokemon game. Probably Diamond or we'll see. Pretty soon here. 
Yeah, I, 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 and also I used to be so into Pokemon cards. Oh my god. Pokemon cards were like literally crack. Like it was like the end all be all for me as a kid. And even now, if I can find like a pack of Pokemon cards, I will fucking buy them. But like not those dollar store ones, not the big packages where like all of them are the exact same. Like I never understood that as a kid even. I was like, why would you want to get like a cheap big package of cards that they just give to everyone? Like I, I didn't like really know, but like I intuitively understood like how value worked as a kid. I was like the whole like the whole fact that it's random makes it cool when you get a good card. Like anyone can just buy it. It's not it's not the same. And it doesn't give you that exciting feeling when you open it. Pokemon cards are so cool. They were like a fad for a while. But you know, I think that they have value still. I mean, I used to have a fat-ass collection, and God knows where it is. You know, maybe one day I'll find it in my parents' spare room where they store, like, just everything, just shit. Maybe I'll find it. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, man, that kind of makes me want to go over there tomorrow and just, like, fucking go through their shit and not find it. But just check, because, like, the, who knows? Like, if I found the Pokemon cards, like, I have a few fucking rare ones. Like, I could actually make some bank... I never understood how to actually play the card game properly. I would just collect them and me and my friends would play the game, but we didn't know the actual rules. So we would just kind of make up the rules and do our best and try to be fair. That was number three, Pokemon Diamond. Number two, Zelda Phantom Hourglass. Oh. Now, I chose Zelda Phantom Hourglass, which I played on the DS, by the way, as my favorite. Even though Breath of the Wild is actually, like, obviously better in my opinion, it feels, like, so far removed from any other Zelda I've played that I almost, like, don't even want to put it... I don't even want to compare it to Phantom Hourglass because it's just not, like, the same. I love both of them for different reasons. Breath of the Wild is probably, like, my most favorite game I've ever played ever. But, like, the Phantom Hourglass, like, at the time was, like, my favorite. And I played it way more than I've played Breath of the Wild so far. I've played it through so many times. I remember I bought this walkthrough book. I still have it. It's, like, this giant Phantom Hourglass walkthrough book and tells you exactly what to do and where all the hidden things are and where everything is. And I remember, like, just being so stoked to get it. I got it at, like, Chapters with my mom. It was probably, like, 50 bucks. And I remember getting it, and the cashier was like, oh, nice. I have this book. I love Phantom Hourglass. And she was like, I was like, oh, so stoked. And, and yeah, like, Zelda is so good. I would, like, fucking dream about Zelda as a kid, like. Oh, I love that game so much. I would be super into... And then the many games they had were so fun, like... Like the fishing and like the shooting out cannons with your boat and like all this stuff. I love like upgrading my boat on Phantom Hourglass and like oh, it was just so fun. Very good times. I also played Spirit Tracks on the DS. That was pretty good. Um, I haven't played Link's Awakening. Uh, I was going to get it, but I'm just like still playing Breath of the Wild. And I was like, well, I'm just going to wait for Breath of the Wild 2 to come out in November. And I'm not even going to get Link's Awakening, I don't think. Yeah, like, just so classic, and I remember 
I remember the first, I remember when I got Phantom Hourglass, I remember um, it was Boxing Day and I don't know how old I was, but I was like in the middle of elementary school and I got a bunch of cash from my relatives for Christmas and I also had a little bit of extra cash that I had been saving up for a while and I remember I ended up having like a hundred and like thirty dollars and I was so rich. Oh man, I've never felt I've never felt that rich before. Like not even now. Like I had like $130 in cash in my hand. And I remember we went to like Rogers, <laughs> like the video store. And they had like this weird pack and they of DSs and it was like a it was a golden Zelda version of the DS Lite and it was all gold and on the top on the top half of the DS, on the one of the corners, there's like a little, like you know, triangle, and like different shades of gold. And then it came with Phantom Hourglass, and like I played the living shit out of it. Oh my god! All right, number one, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two. This game, you know, it's. It's tough to say which one out of these 10 that I've played the most. I think that it's close. It's probably like a split between Call of Duty and then Zelda and Pokemon. Those are probably the three I played the most. Now, I've played a lot of Call of Duties. The first one I ever played was the fourth one, which was just Modern Warfare, I think. And that one was really good. But then Modern Warfare 2 came out. And it was all over, folks. That was... I mean, I don't... I haven't followed any of the new Call of Duties past, like, Black Ops 2. Like, I, I fell out of it in, like, junior high. Near the end of junior high. But in my opinion, Modern Warfare 2 is the pinnacle of trick shots and that's like where it all began and like really got serious like the intervention an amazing like invention like just the trick shots that people would do i got pretty into the trick shots i got pretty good at them i like joined some clans and stuff and, and like met people that could like hack or whatever like edit put mods into the game and that was like for a while i was really obsessed with that like getting into games where people would like level you up to the max and like do all of these things to you like that like literally would make me come if someone like just like got me to the 10th prestige at the highest level like i would literally just be like oh and i would like try to do it i would like try to download fucking weird files from like sketchy websites and like plug a usb into my ps3 but like i didn't know at all what i was doing or how to work computers because i was so young i and i played call of duty and i was so into it i was so into it and then all of a sudden like i started like skateboarding and it was like a slow transition of a couple of years but like i slowly started skating a bit more and playing call of duty less and then eventually i stopped playing call of duty altogether i just started skateboarding yeah so that's my list but let's run through the list top 10 favorite video games number 10 pajama sam number nine tetris 
Number eight, Mario Kart. Number seven, Mario Party. Number six, Rock Band. Number five, Skate. Number four, Final Fantasy. Number three, Pokemon. Number two, Zelda. Number one, Call of Duty. Now, the reason, like, now that I'm reading it like that, like, it's weird that I put Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 up at the top because, like, I haven't played it in so many years, but I probably, I probably played that game the most out of anything, and it had the biggest impact on my life. If I was putting the games that I play the most now, I wouldn't even have 10 games to choose. Like, I would probably be, like, Zelda and then, like, Mario Party, Mario Kart. I don't really play many other, any other games right now. Anyways... That's all I got, folks. Thank you for listening. Um, Check out the playlist, link in bio. Follow me on Instagram at skatebug, S-K-8-B-U-G. And uh, my YouTube is just Avery Nazin. It's my channel name. Yeah. Have a good week, guys. And have a good night.